Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, pine. Hello. Nice to see you again. I'm struggling because it's really windy. And I try to speak to my phone so that I protect it from the wind. And I had to 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 add a rock uh, to my camera bag, which is hanging as a weight from the camera tripod to prevent it from toppling over. In these two weeks that have passed since we last met, uh, your world has changed completely. There is not a, not a trace of snow anywhere near you. And uh, well, the spring is here. Although it's cold, the wind is really cold. I'm uh, going uh, next week to to Norway, to Trondheim, to a conference. And I thought I'd like to talk with you about the theme. Because the theme, or a topic related to the theme. Because the theme is uh, too late or too early. And uh, I have proposed to to talk about uh, briefly about the work we've been doing uh, and whether it's uh, too late to start talking with trees. And now when I sit here I realize, yes, in many, many ways it is too late. We should have been talking with you much earlier. And people probably did and are doing in other parts of the world. But in 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 our society we don't do that. We, we treat you badly and treat you as a resource and cut you down and and then the world changes. And that's the, that, that's the real thing I thought about was this uh, idea of the tipping point. So I searched online and came to a book by Malcolm Cladwell, a Canadian, who wrote a book in to the year 2000 or something like that, about tipping points. And uh, his uh, um, idea of tipping points, I've just only begun reading the book, is not really uh, how I associate tipping points today. Because when I hear the word tipping point, I'm thinking of uh, climate change and the dangerous tipping points uh, that would uh, sort of uh, put the, the, the system out of balance to such an extent uh, in a sudden change like a boiling point that uh, the, the, the change is irreversible so the system can no longer balance itself but it will it will uh, get into a chaotic mode before it finds a new balance in a completely different uh, yeah different type of balance. 
and uh, but but yes, as I understand it, Cladwell's book is not about that, but it's about how ideas spread or how viruses spread or how how, how fashions uh, sp spread and so on, and uh, some of the rules uh, for human behavior. Um, in some sense, I was uh, reminded of uh, the chaos theory idea from the eighties that. Uh, a butterfly flap somewhere in the world could could cause a storm in another part of the world. Uh, although it's not the same, of course. But this this idea that that uh, well, a little bit like the boiling point. So so uh, water simmers and simmers and simmers, and then suddenly it starts to boil. Or uh, or uh, a fashion or. Uh, a virus. We've just uh, experienced a pandemic, which is has not gone away, but it's no longer uh, sort of spreading in the same manner. So, what? It, what? How much does it take before something that is slowly, slowly, slowly developing suddenly uh, spreads like a wildfire? And of course, in in a positive sense, you can you speak of critical mass or or like artistic breakthrough. It, I'm still looking forward to it. I mean, Louise Bourgeois, she had her her artistic breakthrough when she was 80. So uh, you work and work and work and you accumulate uh, uh, stuff. And then at some point, uh, there is a breakthrough. But that is somehow a positive thing. While the tipping points we, we speak of today and, and that uh, are so worrisome, like the melting of the glaciers, or or the um, warming, uh, climate changing, the ocean currents, and by that the whole wind system, and of course the uh, the, the forest. So how much uh, do forests have to be cut down uh, before, or can they be cut down before they sort of? Uh, stop being a carbon sink and turn into carbon sources. This is something that we have been discussing a lot here in Finland, because there has been so so heavy, heavy forestry activity with new uh, factories of cellulose. And, and a lot of climate activists are, are really worried because a lot of the old growth forest is cut down. But of course, also this, uh, just the area, the amount of uh, forest when it changes, for instance. Of course, not all change is necessarily bad. And some of the, the feared tipping points have been sort of, are not maybe as bad as thought, like the melting of the permafrost. I've been reading texts that say that it's not necessarily uh, going to happen in a, such a uh, catastrophic manner as was uh, forecasted at some point. But anyway, the, the, uh, the danger of very abrupt, sudden changes uh, is, uh, is clear. So in a way, we are uh, getting used to this idea of things just slowly, slowly, slowly developing. But then suddenly, uh, like uh, an iceberg falls down from uh, or, you know, things happen. 
So, in a sense, uh, you when I when I sit here with you, you feel like the, the epitome of stability, and unlike the the spruce trees that sometimes really do topple over in storms, uh, you have uh, roots that go sort of straight down, deep, deep, deep. In Finnish, we call them like pole roots. Uh, so you're quite. Uh, Stabile. Although when there are storms and a lot of snow, there are branches broken and so on. But you're not really toppling over in that sense. But I guess you too would have your tipping points. How dry can it be before you sort of give up? I thought about that because I've been away two weeks and and I've, I have a lot of house plants. And one uh, old, beautiful plant which I got from a friend, I don't know its name, and which usually is blooming uh, uh, with, uh, with a massive amount of pink flowers, uh, it didn't uh, look so well uh, two weeks ago. And I thought if it had too little water, because it's, uh, or when the sun starts burning in the spring, if it was dry or if it had too much or too little water. But I gave it a little bit of water and a little bit of fertilizers before I left. And now when I came back, it, it was really not feeling well. I mean, with a lot of dry leaves and it really was not happy. And I felt that the soil and it, it, even on top of it, it felt somehow slightly humid. So I think I just have overwatered it. And now I'm really curious to see uh, if if it somehow has reached a tipping point where the, the roots are rotten and it can't survive and I can't do much anymore, or if if the sun and uh, and letting it dry uh, would help it to, to to overcome this maltreatment that I. I've, I've given it a maltreatment in my best, uh, with my best intentions. And somehow that's symptomatic because if the roots are rotten really badly, then that's beyond uh, cure in a way, a, a tipping point of some sort. Well, uh, of course, the, in the Gladwell uh, book, uh, one thing I saw in the in the summary was was this uh, idea of, uh, because it's more like sociological, it's about human behavior rather than climate change, or fine behavior, was this idea of the economic rule, economist rule of 2080, that, um, which is an example of one of the laws that influenced the tipping point, uh, that a lot of, uh, it's, uh, there is uh, somehow the estimate that 80% of the work done for something uh, is often done by 20% of the participants. And, and I sometimes feel that it's like 90% of the work is done by 10%. And uh, I have to admit that I'm not very often one of the 10%, but rather like today when I'm here with you, my colleagues on, on Harak Island are preparing for an afternoon meeting 
where we're going to plan uh, an exhibition uh, next fall. And they're uh, cooking uh, lentil soup and making bread and preparing for, for the rest of us who will go there in the afternoon. And here I am sitting and talking with you and not contributing to that event. So, how should I say? When the, because today so many people are aware of uh, the necessary moves needed for climate change. E even like businessmen are more aware of that than sometimes the politicians. So uh, in one way uh, we have to fear for the tipping points of the earth system sort of collapsing or not collapsing but changing so radically that that it's not possible for humans to live in large areas of the earth on the one hand so that's something to fear but but we have also to hope for the the tipping points of of somehow human consciousness and human activity and and the 2080 rules so so maybe uh, our task as artists is to try to be part of the 20% doing the 80% work for somehow changing the mentalities. But of course, this is very optimistic because I realize that me talking to you here is not doing very much good to you. It's not doing very much good to the climate. It, it's not necessarily doing very much to the public opinion because not so many people will listen to this. The only thing it's actually doing good to really, at the moment, is me, because uh, uh, I'm so grateful that you're listening to me, so I can uh, voice these concerns. But uh, now the wind is so cold, so it's not doing good even to me, so I have to stop. And I'll be back with you uh, in a few weeks again. So. Take care and enjoy the spring. This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.